Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. This this really isn't fair. I I, I don't remember I don't remember agreeing to this uh, when, when I signed up to host this radio program. I didn't know I didn't know that I would need to be working uh, for <laughs> for overtime, right? Uh, so the Utah Jazz right now, uh, all tied up with the Denver Nuggets, one fifteen to one fifteen, uh, round one, game one of uh, playoffs here. Uh, Utah Jazz currently sixth in the Western Conference. Uh, some cool news, 51 points for Donovan Mitchell at the end of regulation. Uh, that's a career high and the first time uh, he, the first player to score uh, more than 50 points in a playoff game since uh, Isaiah Thomas for the Celtics in 2017. So that's pretty good. Uh, Donovan Mitchell doing all right. Uh, overtime, about 20 seconds into that. Uh, right now with the score still tied. We'll bring you those updates throughout the day, and I will sit here and continue to mope uh, as I miss out on the game and just really just keep hitting refresh on the score sheet here as I watch the box scores. All right. 1995. I'm going to take you back a few years. In 1995, uh, in the Lonsbury household, we got cable for the first time. And a television program which debuted in July of that year was on MTV. It was a reality TV program called Road Rules. You remember this? You remember this? Uh, Or maybe you tried to keep your kids from watching it? Uh, Well, uh, my sister Aubrey and I, uh, she and I would watch uh, both the real world and the Road Rules. And Road Rules, uh, this is the premise. Again, this is mid-90s, uh, the dawn, in my opinion, of reality television uh, where you get people together and observe their behavior. There would be a number of kids, five or six, uh, 18 to 24-year-olds, uh, and they were crammed together in an RV, right? They, they didn't have any money, and they were, from the producers, given uh, tasks to accomplish, little missions. And they would bounce around the country, driving together, the five or six of them, completing these challenges. And the show, the appeal of the show was uh, just watching them and how they interacted uh, with the RV and with each other and with traveling. And uh, since then, it kind of sparked in me uh, this romantic view of what life could be like uh, on the open road if I weren't tied down by either school or work, if I could be out and about uh, living remotely. Uh, in an RV. And so uh, ever since then, I, uh, from time to time, will fantasize about that and haven't quite had the opportunity to do so. Maybe it'll be uh, off in the future or or maybe, just maybe, uh, due to this coronavirus, uh, it'll be a little sooner uh, than, than, than planned. What am I talking about? Well, as you know, 
the the coronavirus and many of the uh, precautions taken by employers have been to move their employees to a remote work status. I'm in a similar situation to that. As you know, I complain constantly about broadcasting here from the guest bedroom. I continue to do so as I do my part to mitigate the spread of this thing. Uh, but many people, many people have taken their offices uh, to the road. Uh, many have engaged in kind of a new lifestyle and a new extreme version of this working remotely. And what that has meant uh, for the recreational vehicle industry has been remarkable. There have been, uh, there have been winners and losers in this coronavirus deal in the, in the business realm, right? Uh, how many heartbreaking stories have we heard of, of restaurants going down and, uh, and other businesses that we have for so many years uh, cherished uh, just due to circumstance here, uh, the coronavirus has choked the life out of them. And that's too bad. That's heartbreaking things. Some, though, some businesses have found uh, a whole newly rediscovered demand. And that uh, is certainly the case in the RV sphere. Joining us now is the owner of Access RV, Scott Jones. Give us a little bit of insight on how things are going and what type of people are taking to the road. Scott, how are you? Good. How are you, Lee? Not doing too badly at all. You watching this jazz game? No, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry to take you away from it. Uh, quick update. Uh, nuggets okay. have, n- nuggets have pulled ahead by five right now, 120 to 115. <laughs> Jazz trailing three and a half left in the uh, first period of overtime. So that's the update. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, in, in a few minutes I'll refresh, and I'll give you an update before I say goodbye. Uh, I appreciate that. How's RV business these days? You know, it's the tale of two cities. It started out uh, the worst of times and has turned around to be the best of times. It's, it's been wonderful. What's the attitude by by people who are coming to you uh, looking for RVs? What, what type of lifestyle are they looking to live in this coronavirus era? Well, I think it's been more of a first and foremost, people want to escape. They want to get out. They want to get away. I, I'm amazed that you're still in the guest bedroom uh, during the day, but uh, you know, a lot of people just can't handle the same four walls that much, and and they want some space and some freedom. And so we're seeing a lot, a lot of first time. Uh, families that are going to take their um, they're going to get away they're going to take their family and get out into the open doors and and kind of reconnect with uh, the healing elements of nature and uh, kind of get things back in line so it's it's been very very busy do you get a sense there at Access RV, are people there looking for uh, vacation, or are there people, as I've described as my own fantasy, uh, taking to the road indefinitely because they have this newfound uh, freedom and ability to work remotely? Both. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely the, uh, you know, there's the people that are going to turn it into a lifestyle, and they're going to go a lot. Um, and so that's why on, you know, the sales lot, we've just, it's more bare than we've ever, ever had it. It's just amazing. But on the rental side as well, a lot of people are just wanting to get out and get a change of scenery. So between the two, it's just been, it's been really busy. Fortunately, here in Utah, we've got so much uh, space out in the, you know, the uh, National Forest. And so there's a lot of places to go. And you can pretty much find a place to camp uh, most any time, which is a very positive thing for our state. Yeah. Uh, if there's someone who either looking is looking for an escape, maybe there's a little bit of time left before school starts, or maybe uh, it's someone uh, like me who doesn't have a child in school quite yet, and I'm looking uh, to just get, get away, what, what advice do you give to people? Uh, it sounds wonderful, beautiful, and romantic, but there are things you ought to know. What, what ought people to know? 
Well, yes, um, and it just depends on the individual, but I always recommend, you know, before you jump into the lifestyle, before you make a commitment, um, a big commitment, you really got to try it out first and, and get a feel for what works for you and your family. And, and that the best thing to do is to, to uh, rent one or borrow one and, and just say, you know, let's, let's try this out. Let's go for a weekend or let's go for a week. And some, you know, some people, they, they get a good feel for what they like and what they don't like, uh, what they want to change if they decide to buy. And so it's just a good way to try before you buy. I always recommend doing that, um, especially when you've got uh, certain needs of your family, if you've got a lot of little kids and, uh, or you've got larger kids, and um, that's going to change the dynamics of what the, the RV is going to provide for you, what you need out of the RV. So try it before you buy it. I see. Uh, any big changes that you've observed in terms of like the age and the family makeup of people uh, knocking on your door looking to hit the road? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a new generation. Uh, you know, the uh, baby boomers was always the focus of the RV industry, and, the, and a lot of the uh, product that was coming out of the RV industry was focused on, on those people that were retiring and being the uh you know they were the the full time RVers it was the big fifth wheels and and uh that slept too well now you as you mentioned you have a lot of the uh, the millennial families the younger families they do have the ability to work remotely they aren't tied down to a desk <clears throat> and so they are able to travel more and a lot of them are taking advantage of that they're just Hey, you know what? Let's uh, go on a road trip, a field trip. Let's take the kids out, yeah. and let's let's show them life. I, I've observed that anecdotally. You know, you're driving down the road. You yeah. come up on some kind of big giant wheeler. You, you think who's who's driving that? You look over, and it's often uh, you know grandma or grandpa with the big steering wheel there. Uh, but uh, but lately, uh, just as you describe and are observing, uh, I'm seeing anecdotally uh, younger and younger folks behind the wheel yeah. of those recreational vehicles. Uh, last question before I let you go. You ever hear of a radio show originating from an RV on the road? Uh, I've heard of a couple of. Short-term things, not long-term, mm. but you know, right. we can certainly get you set up for that if you'd yeah. like. Yeah, maybe we'll have a conversation later on. Uh, <laughs> Scott Jones, owner of Access RV, thank you so much uh, for your time. Yeah. And congratulations on, uh, on the new influx of business. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, we're going to be speaking with a woman named Brooke. Brooke and her family of five, uh, they've been on the road for some time. What lessons have they learned uh, as they have uh, made a living on the road uh, in an RV? How are they raising their kids? they got a couple of pets. We'll get the details from someone who's lived the lifestyle on the road next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. In a moment, we're going to be talking about life on the open road, life living in a recreational vehicle. Uh, I'm thinking about it myself. It's a romantic notion. You heard... Uh, earlier as I was talking about watching that MTV reality show, Road Rules, uh, from the mid-90s. Ever since then, I have had uh, this lingering question in my mind. What would life uh, be like if I could be on the road uh, with either my friends or now with my, my family, my baby daughter and wife? And uh, I think we'll try to take a cat on the road if we ever pull this off. 
Uh, anyway, in a moment, we're going to be speaking with a family who is on the road right now who understands this lifestyle. Uh, it can talk to us about uh, the upsides, the downsides, and what you might need to know if you are uh, on the verge of making a big decision like uh, taking on the RV lifestyle for a little while. But first, before we get to that, uh, I need to give you an update. Much has changed in the past 90 seconds since you heard Maria Chaleos report uh, on the Jazz Nuggets game. Uh, sorry to say, uh, Jazz lost. All right, final, 125-135. They fell to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Denver ahead right now in this best-of-seven series, 1-0. But there were some bright spots, right? And in this coronavirus era, we're always looking for silver linings. Uh, Donovan Mitchell fans will be happy to know uh, that with his 57 points, he uh, has now uh, given the third-highest NBA playoff scoring uh, performance. Uh, again, 57. Uh, he trails only Elgin Baylor with 61, and who uh, currently holds the, the top spot, the, the, the highest NBA playoff scoring performance with 63 points. Uh, Michael Jordan. That's right. Michael Jordan. Uh, so Donovan Mitchell, 57 points uh, in uh, this afternoon's Jazz loss to the uh, Denver Nuggets. Don't worry. Plenty of basketball uh, still ahead. We'll give you those updates uh, certainly uh, as they come. Uh, Brooke Drake joins me now. She, along with her family, uh, they're on the road. And I, as I mentioned and described, uh, am so, so curious uh, what life is like out there uh, on the road living on an RV. So many people uh, have made the decision now in this uh, coronavirus era uh, to change their lifestyle up a bit. Now they can uh, work remotely. And so the question mark is, hey, could I do this on the road? Help us understand a little bit better. Uh, Here's Brooke. Brooke, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm great. How are you today? Not too bad at all. Uh, Tell me, where do you find yourself today? We are um, outside of St. Louis, Missouri, about an hour. Cool, 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 cool. My uh, my extended family all lives uh, in, in that area just outside of St. Louis, a beautiful chunk of the world. Uh, the humidity can get pretty high, though. How's humidity today? Um, today it's great. It has been pretty miserable. <laughs> um, but this week it's supposed to be really nice. Well, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, t- tell me about yourself and your family. How many of you are there? How long have you been on the road? So uh, my husband and I have three little boys. They'll be two, four, six in October. They're kind of staggered right now. Um, and then we travel with two medium to large-sized dogs as well. Um, we have been on the road. Well, we're accidental full-timers. So we lived in an RV previously as we moved houses, and then we bought another house and decided we would rather move back into the RV. So we ended up back in, but this time we have been in the RV since October, and we haven't necessarily been moving the whole time. Sometimes it's like a month-long trip, and then we've been stationary. Um, Right now we are work camping in Missouri for the summer because we didn't have the income to just be able to just go like we wanted to, so we made it work for us. Yeah. What's the draw? What's the appeal to your lifestyle? Um. We love the flexibility and the freedom to adventure. We have always done a a couple-week trip or a month trip and kind of ventured around that way and seen some different things, and it always left us wanting more. So we said, why not make it happen all the time? Yeah. Uh, How how do you handle some of the the day-to-day things? You have laundry there in the RV, or how do you handle that? I have so much laundry with three little boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> we 
we have a washer dryer all in one and the dryer is terrible so we just use the washer and hang most of the stuff it's not big enough to wash any of the bedding so if we're boondocking which means camping without hookups not in an rv park then we bring everything to a laundromat and then if we are washing the bedding we have to do the same thing but as far as day-to-day clothes go i can wash everything in here and then hang it up if we're in an rv park Boondocking. I'm writing down this word in my list of vocabulary, so I, I sound like a like someone in the know next time I have an RV conversation. <laughs> Boondocking. Okay, love it. Thank you. Uh, what have been some of the challenges? Um, as far as RV life, most of it is the same challenges as you have in a sticks and bricks house, so traditional housing. Your problems are slightly different. I mean, if you're toilet overflows, you're still having to fix things. Um, it, your plumbing setup is a little different, but it's just, it's the same, just different, if that makes any sense. Instead of um, having a repair with a doorknob going through a wall or a leak in your window, you have to be a lot more aware because maybe your awning fell off um, you didn't check your screws and things like that because it's a rolling earthquake. It's just mm-hmm. something to be prepared about. But really, the adventure for us far outweighs the, I don't even want to call them issues, but the, the setbacks or the troubles mm-hmm. because it's no different than any other housing. It's just you will always have struggles somewhere. Is, is it a safe lifestyle? Do you feel secure with your family on the road? We we haven't been anywhere that we weren't willing to stay. Um, the the beauty is that if we drive into an area and think we're not going to stay here, we just keep driving. Um, but we haven't found any parks that we had booked at or areas that we had necessarily planned to spend time in that we didn't feel like were a good idea. And we hear from people all the time, too, oh, my gosh, you can't take your kids in there. And even St. Louis, you would be amazed at all the people who tell us we can't go into St. Louis with the kids. And we haven't been in the city a whole lot just because of the COVID chaos. Um, But we did go to the Arch and went down there. And as far as the city goes, we're aware we don't go places late at night, but we don't have any issues traveling. On the river there, just next to the arch, there is a barge which uh, boasts of the world's only floating McDonald's. If you have time uh, and you want to check off the obscure uh, on-the-road what-to-visit list, uh, you've got a floating McDonald's there on the river just next to the arch. That's funny. We were down there and I didn't see, so we'll have to check it out. Also, there's a science museum. If uh, I recommend the science museum uh, in in St. Louis, it's great for kids. You can climb around, uh, and they have this big, giant, uh, like stuffed arch. Uh, all the pieces uh, that build an arch. You learn about capstone. It's uh, if you're a kid and you're looking to learn, uh, and you're looking to do so uh, for relatively inexpensive. Uh, check that one out while you're there. Uh, Let me ask you this. I am one who is just kind of examining this lifestyle. I am looking at my own circumstances right now. I have a young baby, uh, not not in school, and so we're kind of free to to move around if I am somehow able uh, to, uh, like, take this show on the road quite literally. Uh, But there are other folks who, you know, have office jobs uh, who are now, right, uh, working uh, remotely. What advice would you give to someone who is uh, considering uh, moving their office to the road and bringing their family out on the countryside? I would tell somebody to do it. 
of course I'm living this lifestyle, so it works well for us. In our opinion, when we made the leap this time, it was there's a house on every corner, and if we decide it's not for us, we'll buy a house. And eventually we would love to have a home base somewhere, not necessarily anything big, but a place that we kind of call home per se, um, some acreage maybe somewhere and go back there during part of our off season. But we love the, um, the change of scenery. We love the friendships that we've made. We've been in this same area for a few months now. Um, we're work camping, like I said. And so it's, the relationships that we have fostered have been incredible, both with seasonal RVers, with weekenders, with other full-timers. We couldn't have got that anywhere else. And we, we have family that's great and supportive, but the um, grandparents per se, or aunts and uncles who have adopted them on the road, who we are not related to at all, but have really taken our family in. It's amazing for both my husband and I, but also to see my kids get to build these relationships and all the good in the world, because you don't always hear about the good and there is so much good to be seen. We'll leave it at that. Brooke Drake, thank you so much. Uh, you want to learn more about Brooke's story, what her family uh, are up to, thecamperhouse.com is the website. Brooke Drake, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You have a great day. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we return, buckle up because we are talking about UFOs. That's right, UFOs. We're going to laugh. And it turns out there's a little bit of science behind all this. We're going to tell some jokes and we're going to learn some science. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.